Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena, here with Justin, and we are really excited to continue down the path of a few topics that we've been discussing this month. And today's question is going to be, what do leadership and government responsibility have in common? So welcome, Justin. Can't wait to jump into this together. Awesome. Thank you, Elena. And I apologize in advance to the audience. Um, If any of you guys hear the dogs barking in the background, I'm in Miami because Zoe, my stepdaughter, uh, qualified as a pro athlete at the Wadapalooza for CrossFit, uh, as she is a CrossFit professional athlete, her and her... uh, fiance john wood who's now on a pro three person team and then another athlete we have at primal rock uh heather uh gamble she's a master's athlete um at waterpalooza so at primal rock uh, we kind of have athletes we're pushing now as we're building a brand and we're all here and we get to kind of do it as a family which is cool too um because it's kind of synonymous with how we are at Food Service Partners and at uh, Primal Rock. We're kind of a big family. We fight like family, we argue like family, but ultimately we try to build legacy and progress and grow each other and learn from one another as a family should um, do. So it's a big goal of ours and it's a lot of fun. And thank you guys for listening in. Thanks for loyalty. Again, I still see the downloads are going up all the time. It's pretty cool. Um, so thanks for the support. It makes Elaine and I obviously feel like our time's worthwhile, um, that the audience outside of food service partners is benefiting from it as well, not just within food service partners. So, or Primal Rock or better with Bacon Fat or Grown Strong or whatever other ventures we're, we're creating. So thank you. Um, and also just to give everyone a synopsis, I know every once in a while I get like, who are you and where you come from? You can look us up online, fsp98.com. It's a business that my dad, uh, with a business partner, Bob Dunn, um, an investor that was basically the same age as my dad and Bob that uh, grew up in Marriott and Caterer with him, named Dan Atabello. And then uh, they came together, and then I happened to break my foot during that summer um, summer job, and I ended up... Um, starting a business with them, my dad in a basement and helping figure out a business, which will become food service partners. 24 years later, we have locations um, all across the country and we do um, millions of meals equivalents for healthcare per year. Um, So uh, we have different ventures. Obviously we're in podcasts. Uh, We do marketing. We're in food marketing. Um, We've had IT companies. We've had restaurants. We've had food trucks. Um, over the years as we've grown 
and then sold off things and uh, continue to grow in other ways. So that's the experience that we're talking from as everyone asks, what's the experience? Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, there's been some failures along the way early on. Um, one major one more recently that I learned from pretty big um, that we'll talk about sometime on the podcast, um, which has a lot to do with learning about human nature. So that's where we're coming from. So I wanted to answer that question that came across Instagram. I figured if you were asking about the podcast, I'll just answer it for anyone that's out there. That's where the credibility is coming from. Um, I'm happy to say I don't have all of it. That's why we have guests on the podcast. That's why we explore historic leaders as well. That's why um, we're always trying to do better, or, you know, bring out the movie nights where we're exploring movies and other characters um, and bringing on Demario Presley, who won the Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints. Um, he's also our executive director of logistics, distribution, and fulfillment at Food Service Partners. Um, and the CEO of Grown Strong, or one of our subsidiaries. And so, <clears throat> you know, we're trying to expand what that looks like, um, expand to as many audiences as possible. And again, I'm not looking for anyone to believe me or do what I say, or I have the all knowledge. It's more or less, I'm just trying to spark ideas. Even if you want to argue them, at least you're thinking about them in your head. And it's not a point of view where it, it's to be malicious. This is merely to get back to the leadership that's needed in, in this country and in this world where we all realize that we're different, we're built differently, we look different, we, we all do this, but that's the very thing that's gonna have that be our survival. We need to embrace our differences and look at it in a way. It doesn't mean we need to categorize ourselves in funny ways or do you know weird things. It just means that we need to embrace each other's differency within society and not have the government do it for us, for example. And I think that's part of um, <clears throat> what the topic is today um, <clears throat> is, is, um, is, is this. So before I, you know, let the cat out of the bag, proverbially, um, I'll let Elena introduce the topic. Definitely. So it is what does government responsibility have in common with leadership? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that this is a good topic. It sort of ties together the personal responsibility and corporate responsibility that we've been talking about in the last two Q&A podcasts. And I really, this one, I know I'm going to upset people. I really, this is for people to think what they want, vote how they want, speak how they want, and have, and do whatever they want, but do it positively. Honestly, guys, don't attack each other. If you're focused on someone else, you're just focused on what they're doing. You're not focused on your movement or your cause and moving it forward. I mean, <clears throat> history can tell us that 10 times over. And as we're, you know, this podcast will come out right after Martin Luther King Day. Um, <clears throat> That's, you know, we saw someone fight without violence, without hate, without spewing nonsense, with, you know, doing it in a positive way, in a nonviolence way. I'm not saying sometimes, you know, violence isn't necessary to protect oneself, okay? But there's a difference in what I'm saying. He got, he supported his cause with positivity and led in positivity. <clears throat> and we'll talk about him because he'll be our leader we explore this month, uh, Martin Luther King. Um, in our uh, leadership, uh, leadership in history, and so um, 
anyway, government responsibility. I think in today's era, we think the government is our parent. I think we look to the government to solve the problems we are unwilling to solve ourselves. Um, I think we look to the government to solve the problems that corporations um, and communities, which I will call communities, are personal responsibility. Um, <clears throat> the way we, we vote is a personal responsibility and we should, you know, we should look at it that way. But I think, honestly, if we really look at freedom and independence and equality, that's in the balance of our freedom with the government and uh, being oppressed. And so, at least in the democratic sense, at least in what I believe, that there has to be a balance. And I believe that anything we should be doing ourselves should not be done by the government. I think there's ways we can regulate ourselves. I think, you know, I agree certain times humanity doesn't make a, a push and we need to push things along. You know, we need to, the government to step in and do the right thing because we did the wrong thing before. I agree. How far the government steps with, within that, I don't know. What's the government's responsibility? And I don't have answers for you guys. I just know there needs to be balance. I, need, I, need to, I know that corporations um, have a lot of responsibility. I'm an entrepreneur. I see the influence corporations have. Okay. I also see the personal responsibility. I know how much influence I can have as Justin Bizarro as an entrepreneur, as a person on a podcast as the way as mentoring people, what is my responsibility in all of that in my community? And so if I was in the government, which I'm not, so I'm speaking, you know, from a citizen standpoint, from a believer of balance standpoint, from a believer that power has to be balanced or greed, um, and those who feel they're doing right by people um, with good intentions, um, don't gain too much power and abuse the power because good intentions guys it's it's not that people go into power seeking bad things it's that we start feeling that we're the savior of all in the government and when the government takes on a role that it's saving all you're taking away that it's our responsibility. And this, this is important, and, and I'm gonna talk about it in the WOW, or it's gonna be in the WOW that you guys just had the, on Wednesdays, but <clears throat> the one-on-ones, but it's, what is it that I am responsible for Justin Bizarro, okay? Like, is it the government's responsibility to be doing all the things for COVID or was it our personal responsibility in the first place to be healthy, well-rounded humans and live in a way that made sure that we were healthy to handle epidemics or pandemics? Like that's the thing I'm talking about. It's not the government's job to step in and fix this. So what is the government's responsibility in a situation like this? And we can argue it anyway. The government's there to provide guidance. The government's there to make sure that there is a foundation and structure by which we can operate in freely. 
I'm not saying mask or no mask or COVID vaccination or no COVID vaccination. That's not the argument in this particular case, because I feel if I attach those things to this argument, we're going to lose the point of what I'm saying in government responsibility. So I'm asking you to set that viewpoint aside for this particular podcast and look at what you would feel in a vacuum the government's responsibility would actually be in your life. Because here's my thing, okay? We worked over generation, over generation, over generation, over generation to put in HIPAA laws. In the United States, that protects our medical rights at all costs, so we cannot be discriminated against based on our medical history. So if we give the government the ability to wipe away what took the free citizens generations to put into place, obviously centuries, and we wiped it off on a whim, we just have to be careful. These are the things that I'm talking about. Opinion aside, why did we have those things and why did we get rid of things so easily? You know, we do it in government all the time, okay? We understand that, a woman has the right to her own body, right? That's not the government's responsibility, right? It's not, we established that the government should not be responsible for what a woman has the right to her body. We established that in the United States, right? So we established that the government has no right over the individual. We know it, the personal responsibility in the government, we've started establishing this intellectually. Maybe it's a little more liberal than some would like, and a little more left and whatever else, but we've established this as a society. We got there over years of arguing, over years of progressing, right? We established this and we attached it to something like abortion, but the reality is, is it meant so much more. The person has the right to their own body, right? Again, as long as it doesn't cause damage to another human. Right. That's where the government has to step in. Right. If I'm mom doing something reckless that could cause damage to other humans, that's where government responsibility steps in. So there is a gray area, obviously. And we have to be responsible in government in that gray area. What is the government's responsibility when we can't personally be responsible enough to handle things? Yes, the government has to step in. It's unfortunate. So if we want it to stop and we want it the less government, which there should be because we are very intellectual humans and we should be able to decide things humanely and without argument and, and anger and, and whatever else comes out of it. I'm not saying again, there's people have different beliefs. Sometimes there's conviction and we have to stand up for what's right. But the government is there to protect us, to protect the borders by which we are safely to operate here. There's, we have a military so someone doesn't come attack our way of life. So what is the government's responsibility? <clears throat> Economically, if you're in a country, and I know we need world economies, and I know we need to go to a flatter world in terms of everyone getting along and being whatever, but as long as there's extreme cultural difference in belief systems, um, and particularly just in women's rights alone, as we just discussed across governments, you have to be very careful how you economically play the strategic game across the world. I've been around the world. I've seen child labor in countries and we, 
Like we want to protect, we we're very passionate about equal rights. We're very passionate about children not being molested and abused. And we're very passionate about no child labor in the United States. And shit, we're even encouraging our kids to not even go into fast food in the United States because they're better than that. But yet most countries, we don't realize they have child labor because they have to put food on their table. And so they're making a different moral and ethical decision, one that we have to look at. So that's one side of the argument. The other side of the argument is why is a country in this world not being able to develop and having to have that kind of systems in place? Where's the personal responsibility? Where's the government responsibility? Where's the corporate responsibility? There's a breakdown somewhere. Corporations are part of the way our, our societies work now across the world. <clears throat> That's why I keep bringing them up. So, um, Elena, you're a young citizen. I mean, how do you feel or not feel, or how do you feel about the topic? I should say first. Yeah, I think it was really helpful to hear all the points that you were making because it's something that I don't think about as much as I think about personal responsibility, definitely. And then I know we had another episode on corporate responsibility. Um, so this was a little bit different than what I usually tend to think about or you know even consider. So it was definitely definitely a good topic. And I think there's a lot going on in our, in our country right now between like you were talking about, you know, women's choice of their and freedom of their own bodies. And especially everything going on with, you know, the mask vaccine, all of these different topics that people tend to disagree on. Um, it was just interesting to hear, you know, your point of view on all of these things and how that ties back into leadership. I appreciate it. And, and, and I mean, and I mean, I think that if we take the person, personal responsibility to be as healthy as possible, knowing that we are animals and history, history has told us that, you know, we are not the top of the food chain by any means. We just have somehow, like there is no natural death anymore. Like really, I think probably in utero maybe or whatever and sorry that but there's no natural death like we have vaccinations we get medicine we pass medicines even when we're pregnant and stuff like that so like the thing that's natural like we need to stop saying that because we don't we as humans that's not something like we live a very long time and it's not like we need to have nine children anymore because three might pass away early in age you know, it's very unlikely that that happens. And so we also are aware that we've conquered something where natural death is not something that's even possible, like most of the time in most of the world, like vaccinations, things like that, like we've avoided it. And that the government's responsibility to make sure the world is a better place and get that around the world after we know it's been safe and all that, and, and we've done it, I mean, we've done great things. We wiped out polio, basically, you know? So took generations. So just because we're farther along and we think we're smarter doesn't mean it's going to happen faster, right? So no matter what, if it's not COVID and it's the next other thing that goes after some other organ or some other thing down the road, 
shouldn't we be the ones responsible personally to be trending in a healthier phase, not making the government come up with a solution because we're too irresponsible. And it's right. And it's a weird thing because in my head, I struggle with this all the time. I don't like how much government responsibility is, but if we don't take personal responsibility on ourselves to, to live our lives every day and lead in our lives and the way that we talk about on this podcast and all of it, and I'm making an argument you could think about anyway, then the government responsibility will always increase. And it's a sad thing that we want that. I personally don't want to be dependent on anyone. The thing that I want is the freedom to build, to have financial independence and the independence to build a family legacy, you know, and, and culture and something that lasts for good. So the government's responsibility is to provide us with the ability to live our dreams and a safe structure where countries, cultures, that aren't like ours can invade it and ruin our way of life. That's the basis of government. Maybe it changes as we get more flat as a world, uh, theoretically, or we have more things that we have to conquer globally. But I got to tell you, the way we even fish our governments from government to government fish our oceans, it's way different. And in America, we can't even get along and we're all Democrats per se, we're all democratic, excuse me. We're all believe in democracy, per se, for example. But yet we still have such disagreements. So on a global scale where there's governments that are way beyond democracies and we still have monarchies and dictatorships and communism, Imagine now that it's not just about doing the right thing and just because I sprinkle my fairy magic juice on another place and I feel good about something, it doesn't happen. Go work in a community down the street and see by doing one good thing and giving someone a dollar, is it going to change their life? It doesn't. It's the right thing to do to help someone else, but it's not going to have a dramatic effect on it that you want it to you're going to have to spend a long time influencing and making a difference and getting other people to believe in what you're doing and building something to make a difference. And you can't just go, the government do this for me. No, if you believe in it, you should be doing it yourself. Because even if the government does it for you, there's always someone down the road that's going to look at something done and use it potentially for the wrong reasons. And it's a lot of power just to put in someone in government versus a responsibility that we should just carry as citizens. And so that's what we have to think about. We've sort of so well established in the United States and so well established in first world countries that we forget that the world doesn't operate the way we do. And we never think about actually how our government is structured. We just allow it to go on and we just function in our world without taking responsibility in our government personally. So I don't know, what are our corporations responsible for that, that, that we should be responsible? What do we look to our corporations for? What do we look to our government for that we should be doing? You know, our health is really the main one. I got to tell you, like, we, sh we have a lot of science. We have a lot of knowledge. We know food and, and the way we eat is very important to our health. And by diversifying it, we can conquer a lot of things, and including things like 
be prepared for coronavirus. Like spread your diet, see what works in your body. All of us are different. There's not one solution fits all. We're all different. We may all be equal in our souls and created equal in God if you're Christian. True. Our souls are all equal and we all are equal in our abilities and our voting government. I believe in all of that. But I also believe that we're all equal in our responsibility to each other in living healthy so it doesn't become the government's responsibility for us. You know, like how is that the government's responsibility? Like we can't even take care of ourselves now. Like we're saying we're better than the other animals. You know, the more we depend on something, the more we're the pet, right? And I'm sorry to draw the line, but my two dogs that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, they are dependent on me for food and water. They could probably go out. They might survive. They probably get hit by a car at this point. They're pretty domesticated. Um, I'm not sure, but it's pretty dependent on me. Um, <clears throat> We talked about, I think, in a podcast about hunting and being able to survive on your own. I'm not going to necessarily that extreme, but I am going to the extreme of being able to think on your own. So that's where it is. And what do you, what do you want the government to be responsible for? And if you wanted the government to do something, um, how does it affect the other people that fall underneath that government? That's the other thing. We often look so much at what we want the government to do for, for me that we do not look at the impact it has for others that also function in here and should have the same rights that we want. So if we want them, we need to be resp- take personal responsibility in realizing what we're asking of our government and what the impact could be long-term. I go back to women having a covered face in the Middle East. You know, Islam's been around for 1,300 years-ish. So it wasn't something that came out of nowhere. Someone established something that has never gone away. And I'm not arguing whether it should or shouldn't be there. That's for another podcast. But what I'm arguing right now is they turned it over to the responsibility of the government or the government took it as their responsibility. And it's still there. So... That would be a place where a woman's body is not the right of her own, right? <clears throat> so we giveth the power, we can taketh away. And we do that as humans in groups. We get into group think and we take away the power we've worked so hard to giveth to ourselves. I know I'm probably off the world. No one even sees where, I, where my point of view is, but I do think um, we do need to think about it. So even if your point of view is way off of mine on the government's responsibility, really think about it and ask yourself, what do you want your government to look like? What would you want it to look like if you had to start all over again? Like, okay, you have a voice. What is it that you would say positively? 
what would be the outcome? How would it positively affect all the people, the thing that you're asking? Because I, I 100% agree we need to worry about individuals and make sure there's individual rights. And we've talked about um, equality and getting rid of slavery and all those things. They were important that the government step in and take something that we couldn't do personally. 100% agree. That was beneficial for everyone. 100% in the long run. So maybe it doesn't, maybe everything has, doesn't always look the way we want it or whatever that the government steps in, but at some point there's a decision and there's a reason they did. And if it was so bad, why, why aren't we voicing or taking our personal responsibility to fix it? And those who feel the government shouldn't be involved in doing it, why aren't we creating businesses? Why aren't we in our communities leading in our communities and taking personal responsibility to make a difference? I mean, it's both sides of the argument in the United States, in my opinion, we're still talking about the United States. Someone should step up on either side and lead the way they're saying everyone should be led instead of telling everyone else how to do it or just expecting it. Like you think that the government should have less responsibility, be an entrepreneur. Go out there, do it, do what we're doing. I think there's a lot of us out there. That's the fight we have. We have to live that life. If you think the government should take more responsibility over certain matters, then that's your argument. And I, I obviously, we all feel very strongly about that right now um, across the world and what the government should be responsible for, or we wouldn't be allowing it to happen. You know, so there's probably some of us who feel it should be done differently but enough of us feel that it's being done in the right way that we believe in it so <clears throat> the question just is why why historically have we not let the government do this and handle things differently and why did we do it this way this time across the world what's the difference and i get it it's a virus that moves very quickly across the world i i get it but why did we rush to vaccination instead of prevention and why did we rush to vaccination instead of treatment i don't know i can tell you obviously we're all very close to healthcare. Everyone had the reasons. We just wanted to eliminate it as fast as possible. So vaccination seemed like the shortest path to do that logically. But I think if we look at humanity and we look at history, it's not quite that simple. And um, we need to really look at as we make decisions like these so quickly or we give up so much power to make decisions um, that we understand what rights we're giving up in a whim or in a crisis or whatever that may never come back. How many countries still don't eat pork? I get the religious connotation, but guys, it started because there was foodborne illness. It's a whole reason. And what's the easiest way back in the day to spread foodborne illness messages? Use it as religious law. People could understand it, especially when they couldn't read or write. Pretty simple. Don't eat pigs in the Middle East. Trigonosis. Oh, 
you know, I think we can logic our way that that was probably the most likely scenario. So again, we we turn our responsibility and we don't religious responsibility and all that. I don't, it's not something I necessarily want to talk about. I think that's part of your personal responsibility. And I think religion provides moral and ethical uh, balance to government and to corporations. Um, but I think it belongs in the personal responsibility category. Um, but someone could tell me otherwise. I think government should provide a free place to do it, the freedom to believe whatever you want, but it's our personal responsibility to um, have moral and ethics and whether those come religiously or and or from the environment around us. It's our job to make sure the government and the corporations are morally and ethically responsible. So thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Elena. Sorry, that was a deep topic. I'll probably get more fired up about it as I get more comfortable, maybe another podcast, but I think it's enough to really get people thinking um, today on what they really want their government to be responsible for and what, how they can use personal responsibility to find purpose on the things that they think should be government responsibilities, but are actually their personal responsibilities like health, just saying. There's 8 billion humans on this world. To think that we can blanket solution a health problem when we're all so genetically different, it's, it's not going to happen. It's a crazy thought, at least right now. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that insight with us. And we are so excited to continue just these topics that get people thinking and generate great, meaningful conversations. So thank you all for listening.